Hey, welcome back everybody to another episode of A Better Tobago. Another day, another episode coming to you from this beautiful island we call Tobago. In this space we call the Republic of Trinidad and Tobago. If you are a first-time listener, thank you for tuning in. And I want to say welcome. I hope you enjoy this one. If you're coming back, I just want to say thank you for your support. Um, the first episode was received well. And um, thank you for coming back. And I hope to have every one of you be avid listeners. Right? And I will call each one of you either Tobagonian or honorary Tobagonians. I thank you for listening. And I hope that I will continue to have your ear as we continue to hear <laughs> we continue to hear certain issues as it comes to Tobago and looking for suitable solutions. Alright, so we're getting straight into the thing. Straight, straight into the thing. One, one of the reasons I start this podcast, it was for to continue to have conversations that people, important conversations that pertain to develop the development of Tobago that people are not necessarily having or it comes up in waves and they throw them to the wayside as the excitement dies down but these conversations are so important that it needs someone to continuously be having these conversations so that the public does not forget that this is the goal this is the end goal that we have and this is what we should be working on achieving uh, working to try to achieve that is all right so one of those main topics that I find comes up in splits and then goes away is the subject of our autonomy, right? Very sticky, sticky, sticky topic, but also very, very important. The discussion came to a fever pitch when we were in the height of our 2020 general election campaign um, when the two parties were campaigning and as well as the 2021 THA elections and that carried on into the bill coming before parliament I think it was June of 2021 and that which fell down in parliament and after that the conversation died down we went into our read the the recasting of the to, of the typical house, house of assembly elections where the pdp came out victorious and it hasn't necessarily been talked about since it fell down in parliament and listen i can't tell you how upset it makes me that we didn't get any progress when it comes to that bill um, and when it came forward into the national space last year. And I'll tell you something I wrote last year, April, when the bill was being talked about, right? I quote, As a young Tobagonian looking on, this is frustrating to see. As time goes by, it is becoming more and more apparent that true autonomy, self-governance, is a chance we will let slip out of our hands, and whatever central government hands us as a placeholder, we would have deserved we would not because we could not put our differences aside and demand what we needed for ourselves and that is what i wrote in a previous blog post i made last year of april when we were having the discussion of the self-governance and that 
the consultations from the Joint Select Committee were coming to an end and they posted the bill that was re the result of the Joint Select Committee. All right. So that went forward. The whole bringing forward of the bill to Parliament was a complete joke, in my opinion. The There was not agreeance on the amount of... There wasn't agreeance on the contents of the bill because because there were sites that were disagreeing that the consultations were made with them and when it is that the consultations were made they weren't necessarily um in the space yet to have a say right so as a result they weren't consulted um to have suggestions in the bill and on top of that, it, there were just factors in the bill that just would not suit us, in my opinion. And so we had the, the PNM administration at one at that point in time trying, in my opinion, to force that bill down our throats to get it passed in Parliament. But Tobiguanians was not really having it. But in my opinion, if it is that we won't, we didn't have, we wasn't having what was thrown at us, it should be expedited that. We come back to us, get it redrafted, and send it back again. Now, the situation that we are currently in is that there, it's just there, and I don't know if it is that they would have to come back to the drawing, drawing board, do another joint committee, because now we have a different administration running, it, running affairs in Tobago. And trust me, they are not going to stand for, well, in if I should assume they should they would not stand for what is in the bill currently because they were vehemently opposing it when it was brought to parliament all right so let me let me let me let me back it up what they should do what i think should happen is that they should have other they should expedite consultations whether it be through another joint select committee or if they are coming together as a house of assembly to draft something to send it to parliament right but in my opinion, how it was handled in the parliament was just real off. It was really off, and, I, and it by all parties involved, um, except for a few who really didn't have a voice, it was just off. It was a lot of animosity. No one brought this to the parliament in good faith. No good side, no side deb debated this bill in good faith. And it was apparent to me and the Tobagonian people that the powers that be in Trinidad do not have it in our best interest to get this bill. You know? So I would I would point out some examples and I will give some comparison and contrast. When it is that Mr. A.N.R. Robinson got us the first dispensation of that Tobago House of Assembly Act. All right. When he brought that to Parliament to debate it, when he gave the speech, the, uh, the speech to convince Parliament to vote in favor of that bill, the kind of tone that he brought up, that he brought it across, it was well documented. If you want to listen to the speech or uh, read the speech, you could go. It's in the National Archives in the Hansard. And the tone in which he brought it across, it was a tone of concern. It was a tone of a calmness tone, an important tone. You understand? It was a persuasive tone. It was a light tone. It's the kind of tone that you would use to try to 
get somebody to do something for you in your favor. You understand? But the tone in which it was brought to parliament this time, it was berating, it was aggressive. And it was both sides saying, basically, you don't want what's best for Tobago. One side saying the bill is good and the next and, and, and chastising the other side for saying that if you don't, if you're not for this bill, you're not for Tobago. And the other side saying this bill is nonsense. And if it is that we pass it, all you're going to do is advantage Tobago. And they use the fact that we in Tobago was not on one accord with the bill right to cause division in parliament and they preyed on the division that we had going on home at home we had one side the pnm administration who was in power at the time saying that look at how much things the good the bill brings for us look at how much money we would be able to get or extra monies we'll be able to get to run to be able to affairs look how much extra powers we have in terms of administrative powers and legislative powers and the other side is saying that this bill in this current dispensation limits us because of XYZ, whether it be the nautical miles, whether it be not having control over the finances, not whether it be the bill not being very clear on where we have administrative um, powers to where we have legislative, legislative powers, right? So... There was much division on the bill from the two sides in Tobago. And then the powers that be in Trinidad used that division to shut down the bill in Parliament. And it was a whole double-clear. It, it ended up with, with Ms. Bessard Bessessa ripping up the bill, which I find was very disrespectful because that is something, a document of Tobago's ambitions and ripping it up. It's, it was just, the whole thing was just distasteful. And I was very upset of that whole discourse of what happened in parliament that time. So now we have a different administration and this administration, I am sure, is conti will continue to have that conversation on getting us to the self-autonomy that we deserve. We, have, we should have the right to govern ourselves. We should have the right to chart our own path and our own destiny without having to consult with Parliament in Trinidad. That is a right we should be deserve. And any country that is under any kind of arrangement or any any um, island state, any any small island that is that kind of, under that kind of arrangement with any oppressive government or any government that wants to keep them under bondage should look at the position at where they are and see if they have the power to govern themselves. And that is what we should be doing. Continuing to have that conversation. And what Tobagonians need to understand also is that when it comes to our partners, when it comes to our colleagues and our compatriots in Trinidad, they don't have anything to gain they don't have anything to gain. We have everything to gain and everything to lose from this. Generally, this does not necessarily affect them in any big way. And because it does not affect them in any big way, they don't see the expediency in sorting it out for us. They don't. They don't talk bad manners. They don't. You understand? 
And to me, I see it as they are preying on our vulnerabilities. The fact that we are a single island out on the side and we're not connected to them in any way. You understand? They are preying on our vulnerabilities saying that we need them to survive. We need them to we don't we don't need them to survive. The reason why we are vulnerable is because Trinidad is making us vulnerable. It's because they have us in the state where we cannot do better for ourselves. And when we try to do it, we need permission from them and it gets shut down. That is the reason why we are vulnerable. But we can do so much here as an island, as a people. We can do so much to sustain ourselves in a meaningful manner, in a meaningful way. We can do so much as Tobagonians. We have so much here in terms of people, culture, resources. We have enough to see about the 60,000 people odd that we have on this island and grow it. But because they, they, they want to prey on our vulnerabilities, we just here. They don't have anything to gain, Tobagonians. They don't have anything to gain. And then there is massive ignorance, massive, massive ignorance on the side of our compatriots in Trinidad that don't necessarily understand economics. They don't understand anything about macroeconomics, finance, or anything like that. And they're comparing Tobago, an isolated island, to Shaguanas, which is an enclave of Trinidad. Tell me if that making any sense. You understand? When it is somebody in somebody in Shabonas gets sick, they could get up and drive to Mount Hope. They could go to a, a, a they could go to a health center in any other part of Trinidad if the if if the health center in Shabonas is not operating effectively. They could go Sangi Grande Health Center if they want. You understand? They have a hospital in Arima. They have Kuva um, Children's Hospital now. They could go any other hospital in Trinidad. When our hospital not working properly, where do we go? Where do we go as Tobagonians? You understand? These are the kinds of the kinds of ignorance we have in, 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 in that going on. Our compatriots in Trinidad seeing us and these are some let, let me tell you some of the things that you need to take into consideration when you're applying things like that. Right? One, there's physical separation of Tobago by sea from Trinidad by sea two there's a isolation from principal and national growth centers tobago has scarborough trinidad has port of spain port of spain is a financial powerhouse the financial powerhouse of trinidad scarborough has no way cut no connections to port of spain you understand we don't benefit from that there is the absence of the multiply effect of expenditure so when it comes uh when it comes to international investment or government investment if our government invests money in trinidad we don't benefit from it in tobago if government if government was to invest 100 million dollars in shaguanas area we don't benefit from it in tobago but somebody in kuva could benefit from our investment in shaguanas that is the difference you understand? Restricted opportunities for employment and career fulfillment. 
You understand? We don't have the jobs in Tobago that you are, the opportunities and the jobs we have in Tobago as you do in Trinidad. It's the reason why we have massive brain drain in Tobago. And we have to go down to Trinidad to get educated in certain things. We have to go down to Trinidad to get jobs because the jobs here are limited. You understand? Even to, even to, to, to operate some of the businesses, it's very difficult because the market in Tobago is so small. And to have the to have our products and services rendered in Trinidad is very difficult and expensive and cumbersome. Alright. And lastly, the impracticability of participations by of resi by residents of Tobago in the major educational, cultural, and sporting facilities located in Trinidad. Right? We don't have a UE main campus in Tobago. We don't have UTT, massive UTT campus. They don't make that investment here. You understand? When it, we can't benefit from the National Aquatic Center. We can't benefit from the Branagh Stadium. We can't benefit from any big sporting facility that they built in Trinidad. If they build a pool, we can't benefit from it. Because we can't travel to go there. So Trinidadians, honorary Tobagoians, you need to understand that what goes on in Trinidad is isolated in is isolated Tobago is isolated from and we don't benefit from it. So if it is that you the government you think that the government is spending too much money here is because they have to do it. You understand that ha that ha ha has happened in the past. They say all taking all the money and spending Tobago, we then bring it into the table. What would happen if they don't do it? We don't benefit from any investment that you do in Trinidad. So we need to take that into consideration when we do everything. And this is another thing, another mechanism that does not suit Tobago in the current legal structure that it has. The current act of Tobago the Tobago House of Assembly in 1996. It doesn't suit us. It doesn't suit our development. We have outgrown it. I don't even think that it was suitable for us when they drafted it. But we have moved past that and it has become very restrictive. This is what I need you honorary Tobagonians to understand. Even the Tobagonians because I think some of, some of them don't get it. They don't understand it. You understand? So, we spoke earlier about the current THA administration and the need for them to do additional consultations on the next um, version of the bill you're going to send forward for parliament. And I, as I said before, I would assume that they would do it because they won't for the last version of it. Right? And I have my qualms about the bill as well. For reasons being, before... I mean, there has there has been a lot of talking going on in this space about the common things. The eleven, they, they give us six nautical nautical miles of administration, then they move push it back to eleven when we push in for actual more than actually more than that because of the oil the oil reserves that they, that it may contain, right? So we're looking at pushing for a bigger economic exclusive economic zone so that. Anything that is within that zone, we could call our own and we could get revenues from it, right? So that was one of the big sticking points. 
But for me, I necessarily looking at that, right? I look at who is controlling the money and who controls the money eventually would tell if we really have we really have self-determination of where we want to go who controls the money because we can do we could have all the grandest plans here on the island and if it is we don't have the money to fund it or we do have control of the resources to fund it we ain't going nowhere we could make all the laws we want make all the legislation we want you understand all the policies we could draft if we do have the money to fund where we want to go we ain't going nowhere all right and when i read through the bill right and i implore to begonians i know legal legal legalese as i just call it is a hard thing to understand right but at least try to look up some summaries of what is contained in the bill and i i myself will try to summarize it when the conversation comes back up and it's a hot topic again i will try to summarize it as in as concise as i can but one of the things that I look at is who controls the money, right? And we see in the last version of the bill, they said that they're going to give us 6.8% of the national budget, which in my opinion, I this is to be discussed in another podcast in terms of how we should be thinking about revenue and and budgeting and stuff like that, right? It, it shouldn't be what Trinidad says it is. We should be able to See, this is how we want it. You understand? But mainly, we said they're going to give us 6.8% of the national budget. All right? And I'm looking at where we have exclusive administrative rights for and legislative rights for in that bill. It is explicitly said that in that bill, taxation is not one of the things that we have control over. The national taxing taxation scheme, we do not have control over that. And that is a big, big one that a lot of people is a lot of people not taking into account. Once Trinidad is controlling the revenues from taxation, ultimately we don't have any say in that we can't compete with them understand this we cannot compete with them if they control cactus and that is one of the biggest things i think what goes is, is one of the reasons why trinidad does not want us to have this bill they don't want the competition they don't want competition within their own shores and it's crazy for some people might say it's talking crazy. This is talking craziness. But think about it. If we have control over taxes, if we are able to levy and collect taxes as we please, all right, it's direct competition to, 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 to Trinidad because we can have businesses coming over here to reap the tax benefits. We can have workers coming over here to reap tax benefits and a bunch of different services for indirect investment all those things could be coming to our shores to reap benefits and it will be in direct competition with Trinidad. A lot of people don't understand that. They don't recognize that. Who controls the money ultimately controls the island. 
understand this. Another thing that is in that bill that a lot of people are skipping over is the establishment of a fiscal review committee. And the fiscal review committee, the purpose of it mainly is to determine and recommend the monies that Tobago is going to get every year. That is mainly what the Fiscal Review Committee is responsible and charged with. They have other responsibilities as well, but that is the main one. And let me tell you guys, who is going to be on this committee? Who this committee is going to be made out of? And listen carefully for the numbers. A chairman, who is the Minister of Finance, or his alternate, the deputy chairman who would be the secretary responsible for finance or his alternate. There will be one, among, one member appointed by the Tobago Executive Council, right? So that's the THA. And there will be two members appointed by the cabinet. So ultimately, this fiscal review committee is going to be made up of three members appointed by the government or by the cabinet, right? Three members of the cabinet and two members of the House of Assembly. So they'll be outnumbered number three to two. So you're telling me, you're giving us a fiscal review committee that is mainly made up of the majority numbers is from persons from cabinet in Trinidad. And you're telling me that we have control over the finances, of what the finances what we're supposed to get. What does that tell us? What does that tell you as a Tobagoian? Does it mean that they want us to have control over what we're supposed to be getting? When ultimately, the Fiscal Review Committee, that the main responsibility is to recommend how much money we're going to get every year, is made up of majority cabinet. Is we spinning up in mud with the bill? It don't make any sense. You understand? It's the same thing. We're going to ask for money, and we're going to get overpowered by the Fiscal Review Committee, who has three votes to two, and then ultimately they would, they would settle on something less or substantially less than we need. Than we need. Well, obviously, if the, if the bill passed, we can't get less than 6.8, which is the minimum. You understand? 6.8 is the minimum. And what going, what's going to happen? We're going to end up with 6.6.6.85. 6.84 and they would say that is that is the that we're giving all the sub 0.4 percent 0.04 percent better than no come on guys no no this can't pass as it is right here this has to be yet we are if it is that we are this bill is for us to control our destiny then the people who get to decide how much money we need should be Tobagonians and members of the assembly or members of this executive council. It shouldn't be anybody else. It shouldn't be anybody else. Not the minister of finance. He don't ultimately get to decide that. You understand? And we should be working on our way. And I said we're going to be discussing this in our alternate podcast. We should be working on a way to stop this, stop this perception that Trinidad is giving us something. They're not giving we anything. They're allocating something to us. 
and they are, have been allo under allocating it for years. But we need, we need to stop this perception that Trinidad is giving us something. Side by side we stand. Anything that they have earned is not theirs, it is ours. And we're supposed to have our fair share. And we have not been getting our fair share. So Trinidad isn't giving us anything. Understand this to Begonians and honorary to Begonians. They're not giving us anything. They're allocating us what we need. And so now this dispensation of the bill, where we have this fiscal review committee, where there are three to two Trinidadians to Tobagoians or three to two cabinet to, to, to House of Assembly, it cannot work. That this is another dispensation of them deciding what we need. They are the gatekeepers to the money that is not theirs. You understand me? I never see more nonsense. Never see more nonsense. As I said, when the current administration goes back to parliament with this bill, and I would think that they know they would look at these things and take the time to look at these. Not, not too long. But take the time to look at every clause in the bill and what it means for us going forward, what it says. And they carry this to Parliament. What should we do this time? We need to take a different approach. We need to take a different approach. And I know now what would happen in this time where we the, the PNM administration in Canada, they're in a sticky situation, they're in a precarious situation. Because now the House of Assembly is mainly PDP representatives with only two representatives from the PNM. We we still represented by in parliament by two PNM representatives, right? So they will have to have extensive consultations with an administration that is not theirs, that will not bow down and say and take this and say this is what we get in. So, when it is that they carry this bill back down to Parliament, and it is, it is to be debated, and it needs um, Parliament majority. It needs, um, yes, it needs a majority in Parliament to pass through. The current administration has now the leverage, the leverage, to speak to the administration in Trinidad to say, well, this is what we, this is what we have the mandate in Tobago now. We have the mandate in Tobago now, and this is what the people of Tobago is saying that they want. There is no 6-6 six, six again. You understand? It's 14 to 1. And the minority leader has no leverage anymore. He has very little leverage. He can speak. And, I can, and as I said, and I, I see right now the PNM, they're very, they, they, you can't see them. You'll hear them because they still have very big parties. So you'll hear them, but you can't see them. You understand? So they'll be very vocal, but they don't have no leverage. You can't see them. They have no representation. So now, when it is that we, as Tobagonians, carried this bill down to Parliament, we would be on one accord with what we want. Because we have given the mandate to the Tobagos of Assembly that they have a massive mandate, 14 to 1, right? When, they, when it is that they consult with the two members of the Tobago uh, the two members of parliament that represent Tobago East and West and say this is what Tobago wants. They can't say anything different. 
if they want to maintain them two seats, they can't say anything different to what Tobago actually want. Before they could have said, they could have said a lot of things different because PNM was running both sides. They can't say nothing now. You understand? But what there's another thing that we need to take into account is that the UNC is in Trinidad also. The UNC is in Trinidad and they, they could also pose a very big stumbling block to us getting what we want. But this is the reason why when we carry that bill, there must be no dissenting or no huge dissenting voices to that new dispensation of the bill. And do take pattern from Mr. Robinson when he took the first, the first version of that bill to parliament and how he was in his tone. Don't try to berate the people. Don't try to berate the opposition. I'm talking to you, Mr. Rowley. You, the condescending tone that you bring across, it doesn't help. It doesn't help anybody in the parliament. It doesn't bring anything. It doesn't bring anybody to understand your side. It doesn't bring anybody to understand the problems. Even you as a Tobagonian, even you as a Tobagonian, Dr. Rowley, when you speak to them, you speak to them as a Tobagonian. Speak to them understanding the problems that we have and why we need this thing to go forward. Not that you're trying to come across with this condescending tone that you always come across with. Nobody not going to try to see a side when they're talking to them like that. You understand? And so now to be going to be going have everything to gain. And you know why I would say that? Is because we have leverage. Right now, the two seats in parliament that we could potentially sway our entire government with those two seats because it's the margins are so slim. Right? Tobago now has the leverage to give to the parliament, give the country, the entire country of Trinidad and Tobago could be decided by who Tobago wants to run them. And we should we should take pride in having that leverage right now and whoever comes with the best policies for tobago we give it to them but if the bill is to be carried to tobago to the parliament before that happens to happen i'm i don't, I'm not even sure if they're going to carry it before the next election which is a what a while off again right if it is that we have to carry if it is we carry it beforehand then we still have leverage we still have leverage because if it is that the two Tobago reps on the PNM side, they don't give us what we want, we vote them out. You understand? And that's the power we have in our democracy. That's the power we have. That's the power that democracy gives us. It gives us the power to control who has, who has to run the affairs of this country. Once the citizens are in one accord, we get to decide. They don't get to decide that. We get to decide. We don't work for them. They work for us. A lot of people don't understand that. They work for us. And now, what I have to say to the two sides in the Tobago House of Assembly, and I wrote about this in a blog post, the same blog post I referenced earlier that I wrote last year, April, is that... What we need to what we need to understand, Tobago will not get what it needs to get until 
the two sides come together and collaborate and go to Trinidad in one accord. Trinidad has done it. The reason why we are independent, an independent nation today, is because Trinidad has done that exact thing. When it is that Mr. That Dr. Eric Williams went to Marlborough House in 1962, when they went to Marlborough House to debate and plead our case for independence, you think the opposition leader was there saying, we don't want no, we don't need no we don't need no independence. What we need that for? We're doing good under the Queen. We, no, that's not what they did. They were on one accord. It was a massive collaborated effort by the two sides, both of them which went to Marlborough House in London to debate our case. And they both of them spoke. Both of them spoke. And a lot of a lot of people give a lot of credence to Dr. Eric Williams, but they don't give enough credence to Dr. Um, Dr. Kapil Deo as well. Dr. Kapil Deo, the leader of the opposition at the time, he spoke in Marlborough House and he was able to, 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 to articulate some of the things that we would need as an independent nation, like freedom to practice religion, right? The need for the government of the time to consult with the opposition before they make major state appointments. All of that, all of that was because of Mr. Capital Deo. They said, well, we need our independence, yes. But make sure these things are in there. It has to be a collaborated effort. We will not get what we want until the two sides in Tobago are collaborated. Because understand this, if the loud voices of the PNM go back down to power, we go back down to PN, uh, Parliament again with this bill. And they are loud PNM voices dissenting in Tobago. You know what's going to happen again? The same thing that just happened. The same thing that just happened going to happen once again. That's not what we want. Is that what we want? That's not what we want. We want the two sides to come together, go down to parliament on one accord. The bill that Tobago wants, not, not one, one party wants. The bill that Tobago wants from consulting with the NGOs, the people, the different stakeholders that we have in Tobago, come up with the bill. We already have a good foundation of which to start from. We just need to edit things and add things and subtract things. And we go down with the final thing. And we say, this is what we want. If they can't give you what we want, the government of the time, understand that we have the power to shift the elections. We have the power to shift the elections here. You understand? And I think that this is something that God is planning up for us to have. He's giving us this power to make sure that we get what we want. But with that power, we have to be responsible with it and use it for this opportune time. Because if we don't use it, we're going to lose it. We can't let anybody outside of Tobago persuade us and tell us this is what we should be getting. No, it needs to come from us. It needs to come from us, and that is the way forward. The way forward is for us to come together, ratify what we want, finalize it. Both sides in the in the THA agree, say yes, we agree on this, and they both go down to Parliament with that that bill, and say to Doctor Rowley or whoever the Prime Minister is at the time, this is what we want. You understand? 
and this is what you need to debate you need to say to the other side this is what we this is what the tobagoners have asked for this is what they plan is the plan that they encased in this bill is the plans that you want to move forward with and if we don't get it i don't even know what the next step is from there the un you understand but let me don't let me do go to let me do conceptualize going that far let me do conceptualize going that far but yes that is the way forward i think the way forward for tobagonians and honorary tobagonians honorary tobagonians get involved you know try to understand try to do some research try to do some reading get into the get into the the, the cause understand where we're coming from try to understand our plight here all right i know calling it trinidadians are calling it honorary tobagonians get involved man when you hear the when you hear the ignorance of other trinidadians you could educate them and tell them what is what the correct thing is because the ignorance is is is, is prevalent very prevalent in trinidad right now as a uh, when it comes to our cause you understand so get involved and just try to make try to understand try to see things from our side um once again i want to thank everybody for listening um i want to thank everybody who's supporting the podcast so far we had good as i said before we had good reception with the first one the first version i'm glad i'm very thankful for that uh, if you're listening for the first time, I hope you had, you had enjoyed, enjoy my thoughts. A little bit of a rant today, um, but I hope you enjoy my thoughts. If you have comments, if you have any input, don't be afraid to go on the Facebook page. I would be love. I would love to have a discourse, a discourse with you. Go on the Facebook page, leave your comments. You understand? Share this because there are some nuggets of information that a lot of Tobagonians don't know. Share this so that um an honorary tobagonian uh, or a tobagonian might get that information also you know like anything any any engagement on the podcast is good for us all right so i'm looking forward for your support thank you for listening this has been another episode of a better tobago and god bless you god bless tobago And I hope to see you here again next week. Thanks again.